This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You're now listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Debbie, and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. Welcome back for episode 13 of the DDP, the Destination Debbie podcast. I'm your host, Ray Garvin. You know where to find me on Twitter at RayGQ. Make sure you're following the show at Destination Debbie. I'm really excited to talk to you guys today. Got a really good show lined up for you. Going to do some freshman Debbie profile previews. I've got a big three in the Big 12 that I want to hit on. Some news and notes. Haven't done that segment in a while, but there are some interesting things that have happened in, in the college football landscape over the past couple of days that I want to talk about. And NFL training camp is underway. It's a really, really good time as far as football is concerned from the college game, high school football, the NFL. And something that I just want to say is, you know, those 2019 rookies who were so polarizing during the pre-draft process, DK Metcalf, David Montgomery, the unathletic running back who lands in a good situation. Andy Isabella, the undersized small school wide receiver prospect that's in the Cliff Kingsbury's offense right now. It's a good time to pay attention to what those beat writers are saying about some of these rookies in training camp. And, you know, it's really one of those things where you can't believe everything that you see on Twitter, right? Every highlight grab, every route, every catch that a player makes, you got to take it with a grain of salt. But if you've got, you know, multiple beat writers, multiple reporters from a team, you know, telling you the same type of thing about a about a player, it's hard to ignore that. I know last year there were a couple of people that I was following out of Denver when I was following that Royce Freeman situation, really excited about him coming out of Oregon. And I kept hearing about Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay, there's this undrafted kid out of Colorado who's really making a name for himself in training camp. And I ended up acquiring him off the waiver wire for a dollar. And he went on to have a Pro Bowl season. So while, yes, coach speak, you can't listen to all of that and, and hold it as Bible, you can't ignore when multiple sources are telling you that said player is making noise or performing with the first team or, or performing very well in training camp. So just a little a little tip, you know, follow those guys. You know, Deontay Johnson's making noise out there in Pittsburgh. You've got DK lining up with the first team consistently, and you got Russell Wilson there. So regardless of what you thought about these players going into the draft, don't have take lock. Don't hold on to that so tightly that 
you know, you you sort of miss out on potential points for fantasy purposes because these players actually have pads on and they're performing. They're not in their underwear anymore. They're not going through interviews and doing all these agility testing measurables. They're on the field and they're actually playing. So just follow some of those beat reporters. There's some really good stuff happening right now in the NFL. But let's get on with the show and talk some college football news and notes. Now, this one sort of pains me because I am a USC Trojans fan till I die fight on Trojans. But it was really concerning slash interesting to hear that sophomore quarterback JT Daniels has yet to win the starting job up there. Listen, I I fully expect him to be the starter going into the season, but this is a little concerning. And considering I just drafted him in a campus to Canton league, I'm very interested in how this quarterback situation plays out. But there are rumblings all through college football that Clay Helton is on the hottest of hot seats. Urban Myers potentially going to take over that job. And behind JT Daniels, there are two talented uh, two talented quarterbacks and Jack Sears, who I like a lot, Matt Fink. And I, I really believe that if JT were to start off slow or they or didn't perform early in the season, that Helton fighting for his job would pull the plug on Daniels. Now, I don't think that's the right decision to make. I really believe in what Graham Harrell can potentially do for Daniels in this offense. T. Martin was one of the more predictable offensive coordinators in college football last year. And with the wide receiver talent that USC has, one of the best wide receiver cores in college football, I think the sky's the limit for JT Daniels. But it's just interesting to note, and we need to pay attention to that situation and monitor it. You know, the first couple of weeks of the season to see if JT is that locked in starter or if, you know, Clay Helton gets a little antsy and pulls him for Sears or Fink. So just pay attention to that JT Daniels quarterback situation out there in California. Now, this is the news that broke the other day. Kendall Milton, the five star recruit out of California, six foot two, 230 pound tank of the 2020 class as far as running backs, commits to the University of Georgia, who has now taken over the title as running back. You going back to no Sean Moreno, Todd Gurley, Elijah Holyfield, Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, Zamir White, DeAndre Swift, James Cook is back there. And now Kendall Milton joins the fold Again, 6'2", 230, you know, he is a power back with good feet, outstanding vision, and his play speed is a heck of a lot faster than his time speed. He's got a verified 40 time of 4.76, which is very concerning, and his 100-meter dash time also confirms that slow 40, 11.04 in the 100-meter. That is not a fast time whatsoever, but this kid is powerful. He's got really good feet, and you can see it on tape, the vision. He sees things. He is not a burner. He is not a very explosive running back, and while I do believe that he will have a fantastic collegiate career back there in 2020 when he and Zamir White and James Cook are, you know, the leaders of that backfield, this is Debbie. And we're talking about players who will ultimately, hopefully, be drafted high in the NFL draft and produce fantasy points for our rosters. Listen. He isn't even eligible until 2023. We can't even trade those pick and picks in dynasty leagues right now. So there's plenty of time for him to get faster, get more explosive. But at 6'2", 230, I just we'll see how that plays out. It's it's four years away from anything actually happening with this kid, but I'm really happy for him. Georgia's got a good college back. And if you're playing in college football fantasy leagues, you know, next year, he's somebody that you'll definitely want to pay attention to. He's been comp to Leonard Fournette and Darius guys, but those guys were 
a little bit faster than what Milton is, but excited for him. Georgia's got a good back on their hands, and I'm excited to see what Milton's going to do at the next level next year. And DeAndre Swift won't be there, so the backfield will be his, along with Zamir White and James Cook. All right, so last week's freshman Debbie profile, we talked about Jake Smith, the phenomenal incoming freshman for the University of Texas, wide receiver, running back, highlight reel machine, national Gatorade player of the year. You know, Tom Herman's got a good one on his hands in Jake Smith. We're going to stay in Austin. We're going to stick with the Longhorn themes because they've got another super talented freshman, Jordan Whittington, five-star recruit, number two ranked athlete in his class, number 34 overall ranked player, primarily played wide receiver in high school, but he is making the transition to full-time running back. And I could not be more excited for this kid and his potential future down there in Austin. So he was he was listed at six foot, 198 pounds, according to 24-7 sports coming out of high school. He was an early enrollee at UT, and they have him listed on their website at six foot one, 215 pounds. So he's packed on quite a bit of weight since he's been there. But when you look at the kid, he is built and put together. He looks like a monster. I mean, his neck is thick, big shoulders. I mean, this kid does not look like a, a 18, 19 year old freshman. He's made the transition to running back, which is great for, for us as Debian Dynasty owners. But man, he is so, so talented. So here's some of his high school stats. In 38 career games, he had 104 carries, 1,100 yards on the dot, averaging 10.6 yards a carry, and 18 TDs on the ground. He caught 164 balls for 3,157 yards, averaging 19.3 yards a catch and 40 TDs. Now, I told you, this kid was an athlete, so he played defense, had 97 tackles on defense, 14 interceptions to go along with those tackles. He was always around the ball, always making plays. I actually got to see him live and in person in the state championship game when he went absolutely berserk, lost his mind, over 330 total yards. I think it was six touchdowns. I mean, it was just ridiculous what he was doing on the field. Now, what's really interesting about this kid is he's got 10.2 inch hands. He's got massive mittens for hands. So catching the ball out of the backfield won't be a problem for him. Verified 40 time around 4.6. So he's not a blazer, but he plays a lot faster than his top end speed really shows. And what's what you notice on film is his ability to get to top speed really quickly. And he maintains that top speed in and out of his cuts, in and out of his breaks. So he plays a lot faster than he times at, you know, and four six isn't the slowest time for a running back, but hopefully, you know, with, with time and that strength and conditioning program, he can improve his explosiveness. I have no doubt about what he can do with that, with that strength and conditioning staff. But for Debbie and dynasty purposes, man, this UT team is loaded with talent. You've got Sam Ellinger at quarterback. Keontae Ingram has already talked about this kid and said, He's the real deal. I mean, he is the truth. I think there are people down there in Austin who have comped him to Brian Westbrook, which, you know, I don't do comps, but that's a hell of a comparison to to be, you know, mentioned with one of the greatest running backs in Philadelphia Eagles history, one of the most versatile running backs in NFL history, Brian Westbrook. Fantastic. This kid is 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 going to be very good and that Longhorns are in good hands as far as talent over the next couple of years. So I don't know how many of your league mates are aware of this kid, but he is going to get burned this year. He is going to play early and play often. 
you know, Keontae Ingram is the guy, but Whittington is going to make plays. He's going to have an opportunity to carry the ball. And I really believe that the sky is the limit for this kid. So if you can acquire him later in your Debbie startup drafts, go ahead, make that move, place that claim, submit that bid. Get Jordan Whittington. The kid is going to be an absolute stud. You're not going to be disappointed in this investment. Next week, we'll find somebody else to talk about. I promise you, we'll get out of Austin and we'll talk about another talented freshman. But these two, Jake Smith, Jordan Whittington, too good to pass up. Had to hit on them. Go get both of them. Now it's time to have some fun. We are going to talk about the Big 12, Big 3. That's what I'm calling them. The three best wide receivers in the Big 12. All of them are 2020 eligible. I'm talking about Oklahoma State rising junior Tylen Wallace, University of Oklahoma rising junior CeeDee Lamb, and TCU rising junior Jalen Rager. All of them are ranked in the top 10 according to Devi rankings on DLF. All of these guys are fantastic 2020 eligible wide receiver prospects and something you guys need to know about this class. I know everybody is talking about how great this 2020 class is. If you go really, really deep inside it and what makes it great is that none of these players are the same. Wallace, Lamb and Rager all win completely different. None of them do the same thing well. They all have individual traits that make them so special and I believe when it comes time for us to pick in our rookie drafts next year, landing spot, draft capital absolutely are going to really affect what we do. And I know that's easy to say. I mean, it happened this past year with Hakeem Butler and DK Metcalf and AJ Brown and all of those things, but not from a negative standpoint, but the positive. And I really would like to see some of these players you know, go to offenses that utilize their skill sets, which... I believe some of them are elite. CeeDee Lamb has elite body control. Jalen Rager has elite speed. Some of the things that Tylen Wallace can do when the ball is in the air is elite. So watching and paying attention to where these guys end up is going to be critical to, to where we draft them in dynasty leagues next year in, in our rookie drafts. But for Debbie purposes, you've got to find that trait that you believe in. You've got to look at the numbers, crunch the data, watch the film and, and shoot your shot. Now, all of these guys aren't going to hit. You know, we're not going to get 24 studs from the 2020 class. And it's going to be very difficult to sort of weed out the ones who who are not going to perform to the level which we think they are. And I don't like saying bust because I don't believe any of these three are going to bust. I think all of them will be uh, NFL wide receivers, will play. Will all of them be elite? No, but I do not believe that Tylen Wallace, CeeDee Lamb, or Jalen Rager will bust. The key is going to be finding which one really explodes. And I'm going to take you through some stats, give you my analysis of them uh, from a film standpoint, talk about their prep profile, and hopefully equip you with some information that you may not have known about these guys to make those decisions in your Debbie startup drafts and start thinking about what you're going to do in your dynasty rookie drafts next year. So let's go ahead and start with Tylen Wallace, all right? He's ranked number 10 according to DLF Debbie wide receiver rankings. And Debbie Watch has him as a, with an ADP of 23.69. So right there, barely inside the second round. 
I was able to get him in my Devi startup third pick in the third round. So if you're lucky, he may fall because he does not have that name cachet as some of the other receivers like LaVisca Chenault and CeeDee Lamb, Justin Ross, Rondell Moore. But Tylen Wallace is an outstanding wide receiver prospect. And the first thing that comes to mind when you think about Oklahoma State is Mike Gundy in that offense. From James Washington to Des Bryant, Darius Bowman, Rashawn Woods, Justin Blackman, they've had a ton of wide receivers put up gaudy numbers in college and then go on to the NFL and, you know, be a flash in the pan. Des Bryant had a very good career, but, you know, the jury's still out on James Washington. But by and large, a lot of these guys did not produce at the next level. So what makes Tylen Wallace different? Well, let's take a look at his prep profile. So coming out of high school, he was a four-star prospect, number 17 ranked wide receiver in the 2017 class has a verified 40 time of 4.5, and that was out of high school. Venture to say he's probably gotten a little bit faster. We'll see what he runs in Indy during the NFL Combine, but a very, very good high school profile. Now, going into this season, he is ranked, he is a uh, preseason first-team All-American according to Athlon Sports. He's right there. He and Jerry Judy share that honor from the wide receiver position, so his season last year has has garnered him a little more attention than he had coming into the season because as a freshman, he did absolutely nothing. He had seven receptions for 118 yards, but boy, oh boy, something clicked in his sophomore season and he absolutely blew up. 137 targets, which is insane, for 86 grabs, 1,491 yards and 12 TDs. Had a 63% catch rate, which ranks fifth amongst returning Big 12 wide receivers, 10.9 yards per target, which is second amongst returning Big 12 wide receivers. Had a 37% dominator rating last year. Uh, What more do you want to say about Tylen Wallace? I mean, this, this kid came onto the scene as a sophomore and absolutely blew up. And does Oklahoma State's passing offense play a role in success of wide receivers? I'm sure, you know, to receive 137 targets, that that doesn't happen by accident. He schemed to get those to get those balls, and Oklahoma State likes to throw the ball. They're in the Big Twelve, where traditionally a lot of defense isn't played. You're going to have to put up points in that conference. But Tylen Wallace, what he does really well, he's six foot, 185 pounds. What he does really, really well, and it jumps off the screen when you watch his tape. He high points the ball and plays a hell of a lot bigger than his six foot frame. He's able to jump off of either leg and just sort of soar over defenders and make difficult catches. He's very quick off the line with his releases. I really like how, you know, he's able to create that separation right off the line. He's got enough juice and burst to get around defensive backs, and he knows how to use his body. He fights for extra yards after the catch. Not the biggest guy in the world, but he's tough as a dog when he's out there playing. And that confidence that you have after dropping damn near 1,500 yards in a season, you know, he's going to come back this season ready to continue to blow it up and increase his draft stock. The issue with Oklahoma State is they're going to have a new quarterback, and we really don't know who that is. Is it going to be Spencer Sanders? Is it going to be Drew Brown? And how are they going to handle those offensive responsibilities from the quarterback position? And in college football, a quarterback can literally make or break you. So going into 2019, Tylen Wallace, he needs to be on your radar. We've got him ranked number 10 right now at DLF. I can definitely see him moving up through the course of the season. 
But for Debbie and Dynasty owners, I mean, if you're in Debbie, you know the name Tylen Wallace. If you don't participate in Debbie leagues and you're just sort of traditional Dynasty leaguer, the name may be a little unfamiliar for you. But I promise you, by the end of the college football season this year, he will not be an unknown commodity. So, again, we talk about acquiring those 20, 20 seconds. He's somebody that's probably going to be there, you know, the early part of the second round. Get those second round picks. Tylen Wallace is somebody that you may want to have on your roster for dynasty purposes moving forward. Now, let's stay in Oklahoma and talk about Oklahoma Sooners wide receiver C.D. Lamb. Six foot two, 191 pounds. His prep profile, let's take a look at that. Coming out of high school, four-star prospect, was ranked lower than Tylen Wallace and Jalen Rager in the 2017 class, was the number 24 ranked wide receiver in that class, has a verified 40 time of about a 4.59, and that, I believe that's accurate. When you watch him on film, that looks that looks pretty accurate now. One of the things that CeeDee Lamb has had the opportunity and blessing in his young collegiate career is playing with back-to-back Heisman Trophy winners in Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray and back-to-back number one overall NFL draft picks in Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. Very rarely will any collegiate wide receiver have that opportunity to have two absolute dynamite college football players, some of the best that have ever played the game at their position, throwing them the ball. Now, Now, the elephant in the room is incoming transfer quarterback Jalen Hurts. Comes in with tons of experience, having played at Alabama over the past three years. He's been involved in the past three national championship games, having won one of those titles. Showed flashes of absolute brilliance during his time in Alabama, but he is no Baker Mayfield. He is no Kyler Murray as far as as a thrower. His accuracy, his arm strength, his decision-making... This is going to be his most challenging season. And, you know, we just talked about the reasons why. But CeeDee Lamb as a wide receiver prospect is freaking awesome. I mean, watching him, I almost convinced myself to move him up very, very high, which which uh, right now, according to DLF, he's the number four ranked Debbie wide receiver. I love Jalen Rager. You know, you guys know I love Jalen Rager. But I put CeeDee Lamb ahead of Jalen Rager, and that was really difficult for me to do. But after diving into what he did as far as statistically, his his film, some of the things that he can do when the ball is in the air, I, I still think even at wide receiver four, that may be a little too low for CeeDee Lamb. So let's talk about Lamb. So Athlon Sports has him right now as 13 preseason All-American entering into the 2019 season. Debbie Watch ADP 9.88, so back into the first round, and that's pretty much where I've seen him go in Debbie Mocks and Debbie Startup Drafts. Freshman season, 46 receptions, 807 yards, and 7 TDs. Sophomore season, he only had 86 targets, so Tylen Wallace, 137. CeeDee Lamb, 86 targets, 65 receptions for 1,158 yards and 11 TDs. 76% catch rate, number one amongst returning wide receivers in the Big 12, 13.5 yards per catch, first among returning wide receivers in the Big 12. He also chipped in 17 punt returns for 218 yards, averaging 12.8 yards per punt return, 25% dominator rating in 2018. Now, his freshman and sophomore seasons, he shared the field with Marquise Hollywood-Brown, first-round pick of the Baltimore Ravens, first wide receiver taken in the 2019 NFL Draft. And he was the best wide receiver on that team the past two seasons. No, he was not as explosive or is as explosive as Hollywood-Brown. 
He didn't make the deep, big bomb plays that Hollywood made. But as a complete wide receiver, he was the best wide receiver on that Oklahoma team the past two seasons. And this season, he's going to have a chance to prove that he's the best wide receiver in college football. Now, you Jerry Judy lovers out there, I'm not saying he's overtaking Judy right now for that number one spot. But damn it, CeeDee Lamb is going to go out there and do things that I think we're going to be very, very impressed with. And one of the things working in his favor is there really is no designated number two behind him right now. They've got three talented incoming freshmen coming in that will all play and have moments during the season, but they're just that. They're freshmen. It takes time to acclimate and learn and and figure out that Lincoln-Riley offense. Good thing for them is all three of them were there uh, as early enrollees, which was good. But CeeDee Lamb is the top dog. He's finally, it's finally his, his wide receiver room. He is going to have the ability to make plays. I'm pretty sure that Lincoln Riley is going to funnel him the ball and he'll have more than 86 targets on the season. And another thing working in his favors is I love the fact that he returns punts. He's got that flexibility. Now, he is not a, a very, how do I say this, like bursty wide receiver. You know, he doesn't get, you know, stop start really quick, sort of more of a long strider. But at 6'2", he put on a little bit of weight, 191. The way that this kid can contort his body in the air, not only on deep passes with the tracking the ball, but on intermediate throws is ridiculous. I mean, his body control, his foot placement, his run after the catch. I just thinking about it right now and some of the plays that he's made, it gets me really, really excited because I believe that he is one of the best wide receivers in college football. And if I can get him in any Debbie startup, if I can acquire him in dynasty rookie drafts next year, I would be more than happy with CD lamb on my roster. So I, I just challenge some of you open your mind up, go look at some film, check out the data, crunch the numbers and watch Oklahoma this fall. CD lamb should be mentioned right there with Jerry Judy as one of the top as the top wide receiver in the 2020 class. All right, and the last guy we're going to talk about is my man Jalen Rager, number five ranked Debbie wide receiver according to DLF. He is five foot 11, 195 pounds. His prep profile coming out of high school is a four star recruit, top 100 overall player, number 13 ranked wide receiver in the 2017 class. Out of high school, he had a verified 4.4140. This kid is explosive, very, very fast. Debbie Watch has his ADP right now at 13.44. That's about right. You know, 201, uh, uh, 1.12 as far as startups and mocks that I've seen. That's about where Jalen Rager is going. But man, man, this kid is dynamic. So Athlon Sports has him as a fourth team preseason All-American at the all-purpose position. Now, I was a little disappointed by that. I thought... He probably should have gotten a little more love. They've got T. Higgins and Justin Ross, second team All-Americans. I'd probably drop T. Higgins down and replace him with uh, CeeDee Lamb in that second team and then Jalen Rager, at least third team preseason All-American. But that's what happens when you play for a bad football team. TCU is not a good football team, but Jalen Rager is a hell of a wide receiver. Now, all of these guys do something different. Tylen Wallace, you know, his jump ball ability, his competitiveness, the separation that he creates off the line, route running ability, CeeDee Lamb, his body control, his catch radius, you know, his foot placement, run after catch, his playmaking ability. Jalen Rager, speed, speed, speed. 
explosive, bursty, tough, versatile wide receiver. So his freshman season, 33 receptions for 576 yards and eight TDs. He also had eight carries for 65 yards. This past season, 119 targets, 72 receptions for 1,061 yards and nine TDs. Also had 13 carries on the ground, 170 yards and two TDs. Had a 60% catch rate, which is sixth amongst returning Big 12 wide receivers. And then 8.8 yards per target, which is sixth amongst returning Big 12 wide receivers. 44% dominator rating last year. Uh, he he was the man. Like he was the only guy on TCU's offense from uh, a pass catching role who did anything. He was the only ticket in town, and and TCU was not good. They had so many different quarterbacks trying to complete passes last year. It was unbearable to watch. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. All right, well, they didn't have that many quarterbacks, but you get the point. They had a lot of different quarterbacks out there trying to complete passes for the Horned Frogs. So Rager had over 1,000 receiving yards last year. The next closest receiver was Kevontae Turpin, who was kicked off the team in October, who had 410 yards receiving. That was that was the next closest wide receiver. And after him, Tay Barber with 303. It was just an absolute mess last year offensively, and Rager was still able to perform the most efficient quarterback, Michael Collins, who's coming back, 56% completion percentage, six TDs, two picks. Sean Robinson, who kept getting the start week after week and getting yanked, 60% completion percentage, nine TDs, eight interceptions. And then they had some other kid named Grayson thrown. It was just, I mean, it's, it's really sad because Rager is such a talented wide receiver. And if they can find somebody to get him the ball, I mean, it would be wheels up for him this season now. Now, Gary Patterson said at Big 12 Media Day that incoming four-star recruit, number five dual threat quarterback, Max Dugan, hasn't been ruled out as the starter. What's that going to do for Rager in his production this year? I have no clue, but I'm telling you right now, they're saying that he ran a 4.3240 during the springtime, the TCU spring practices. I believe it. He is just explosive. And I don't, I haven't comped any of these wide receivers that I've talked about today. But when I watch Jalen Rager, I see a more explosive Percy Harvin. I mean, they've got that same build. They're used the same way. And he provides offensive coordinators that creativity, that flexibility, because he can do it outside as, a, as an X receiver. He can play in the slot. He can do things out of the backfield. I mean, he is just a very versatile and talented wide out. And it was hard, really hard for me to move CeeDee Lamb above Jalen Rager. But I mean, just just looking at the numbers, what CeeDee Lamb was able to do with Marquise Brown, and I believe the opportunity that he's going to have this year, and you know, six foot two, 191 pounds, I, I had to move him above my guy. And that's no knock to Jalen Rager. I'm still trying to take him everywhere I can. All three of these guys are very, very talented wide receivers. That's why they're the big three in the Big 12, and all of them smashed this year. But all of them have quarterback issues. You know, you know, Jalen Hurts is probably the best one of the three, so putting CeeDee Lamb in the best position. But there's going to be a lot to prove for all of these guys. So hopefully you found some value in this segment. These guys are phenomenal prospects, and if you are able to draft any of them you should be really, really happy is Devian Dynasty owners.
Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. I hope you've enjoyed your flight. We'll be landing in just a few minutes. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Destination Debbie Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Man, I really appreciate y'all. And I'm going to say it each and every week, man. When I get on iTunes sometimes and, and I read the things that you guys say, I don't take it for granted. It's it's really kind. I appreciate you guys checking out the show, finding value in what, what the information that I'm trying to convey. And, and like I said earlier this week on Twitter, this is a tool. Don't take what I'm saying as, as Bible. Don't take what I'm saying and just go with exactly what Ray says. Man, This I'm giving you guys some names. I'm giving you some stats, my evaluation on these guys that I see on film. Take that. Go do your own EDU. Do your own research. Check these guys out. Formulate your own plan, man. Never, ever consensus. I don't care if you think freaking Chuba Hubbard is the number one running back in this class. If that's what you believe, then it's your damn dynasty team. You got to do what you feel comfortable with and what you feel. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. I appreciate y'all. I got to get that Derrick Henry jersey giveaway out. I've been so lazy just inputting the names in the system, but I promise you I'll get that out to you guys here in the next couple of hours. But man, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My first article on DLF should be dropping soon where I profile CD Lamb. Got some more giveaways coming, but interact with me on Twitter. I'll be dropping prospect video threads constantly. Love you guys, but I ain't got nothing else to talk about. So you know what's next. Drop the music. <laughs>